Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell and, for the intros and outros and my fantastic producer, Mr. Adam Zalouf. Uh, first, we want to thank all our sponsors ahead of time. Uh, you'll be hearing their commercials throughout the show. Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Don's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie. Today's guest was on a few years ago, and he'll tell you exactly when he was on because our guest, if you remember, he's an author. He is also a uh, licensed professional counselor, but he has something called hyper Thymesia, where he'll explain what that is. But our wonderful guest today is Mr. Frank Healy. Frank, thanks so much for being on the show today. Yes, it's a pleasure to be back. All right. Well, first, uh, again, you're an author. Uh, you wrote another book, which we're definitely going to talk about. But tell our audience, pardon the pun, to refresh their memory, what <laughs> is hyperthymesia? Well, it's this ability to condition where you remember every day of your life from a certain age. For me, it was not quite six years old, and I just turned 63, May 21st. And uh, so what I remember is the day of the week, each date fell on uh, since the end of February 66, and I remember the weather where I was and if there were any news events as well as personal experiences. And along those lines, uh, the last time I was on Claudio's show was on Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And Adam thought it was December. No, I'm kidding, Adam. That's a that's another story. No, he re he remember. I mean, Adam did really remember uh, when you were on. He remembered that we originally had you on for another day, but something happened and we had to have you back on. But um, oh yeah, yeah that was December eighteenth, uh, twenty eighteen, <laughs> a Tuesday right. also, and then <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now this is something that you're born with, you develop. What is it? Well, I always thought through the years that I had developed it, and well, you develop you develop it, and I did develop it in some ways. But when I was studied at the UCI University of California in Irvine, I discovered that. It is something I was born with, along with other people they tested. You know, it's uh, certain conditions in the brain where, uh, like our frontal lobes, where you do a lot of the thinking, are almost twice the size of the average person's. Now, you know, and, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go, yeah, you know, so, I mean, it doesn't mean that uh, we're real, no, we'd be real good at the memory championships or anything like that. It just means very superior autobiography superior autobiographical recall right okay now sometimes i was telling somebody today i remember where i was when i uh, saw this particular baseball player for the first time on tv and just certain things not only do i remember where i was but i kind of remember my surroundings um which is kind of crazy but did does this uh, hyperthymesia did it help you with college or high school and, and memorizing what you were studying? Yes, it did help me memorizing what I was studying. It was, uh, 
it wasn't until around 17 years old where I developed my abstract thinking. But as far as uh, just rote memory, memorizing facts and information, it did help me a lot. And along those lines, not only would I uh, would I remember uh, the information, but I'd remember on what date I learned it. Okay. Wow. That's great. Okay. All right. Well, uh, before we talk about your new book, tell us a little bit about the last book, Empowering Yourself Through Your Memories, which I was honored to be a contributor of, and, and that, that meant a lot to me. But uh, tell us about that book and, and um, how well it did. Well, that was the third in a trill- self-help trilogy I wrote called Heal Your Memories. So it's Heal Your Memories, Change Your Life, the ultimate guide to healing your past, and then empower yourself through your memories. And for each book, I interviewed uh, 12 to 15 people who had been through some adversity, but came out on top and were now happy and thriving. So it's a, and it gives techniques for the uh, for the reader if they wanted want to heal a memory, some sort of med- meditative techniques to change the feelings you have about the memory, and to heal your memory, well, the first one, heal your memories, change your life, sold the most and is still selling a lot. And uh, the other two, uh, hey, if anyone gets it and would like to write a review, feel free of the other books because uh, they did moderately well, too. And uh, my books still sell. Like, yeah, so. And, uh, well, since that time that I was on your show, I, I discovered that the ex-Phillies and Yankees manager, Joe Girardi, you were born yes. the same day as him. Exactly. That's right. Yes, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must have been a big, the stars must have been aligned for baseball that day. A- another good Italian manager. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> Now you're, uh, and and we will definitely get to how to get uh, tell our audience how to get your books uh, at the end of the show. But tell us about your new book now: stress-free success, striving for your goals and minimizing the stress as you do it. I I really like this. Uh, tell us about that. Well, over the years, both as a therapist, a licensed professional counselor, and in my personal life, observing people and in my own experience, I discovered that uh. Some people are real easygoing and laid back, but they don't accomplish very much. And other type A people who really strive for their goals, they often achieve them, but it's under a lot of stress. And I've often thought, hey, there must be some really good way to combine the two where you can uh, feel relaxed and happy while you achieve your goals, you know, and uh, not compromise either, not compromise your peace of mind and your health, but still work to achieve your goals in an efficient, smart manner. So I started pooling all these ideas together and uh, thought, hey, this would be this would be a really good book to write. It it certainly would be. Uh, And it's it's also not just geared towards athletes, but really anybody who is shooting for a goal. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Well, I and Really, I, in fact, I, I would advise any CEOs of corporations who are listening to this, maybe you could order it in bulk for your employees as, as well as athletic coaches. Because really, it could apply to anybody. It's, uh, it's generalized enough so that it could apply to anybody striving for goals, which uh, I think gives it universal appeal. 
Now, I tell my players a couple things. There was a former baseball player uh, and general manager. His name was Bob Watson, and he used to say that uh, you don't want to do like, for example, when you're you're stuck in the mud with your car, what do you do? You press the pedal that much more, and what happens? You go deeper in a hole. And, so, and then the other thing that I always tell my team is be intense, not tense. Uh, yeah, be intense, but not tense. Um, I like that. that. Yeah, and and I know myself. Uh, when I played, I was I was intense, but I also probably leaked into the tense part. And as a coach, uh, I do that. Now I'll tell you a quick story, uh, Frank. I remember one time there was a job, a minor league job, a professional uh, managerial job that I th- I thought I wanted it, and they contacted me to uh, to interview for it. So I went down there. It was maybe about, I don't know, two and a half hours from my house here in Pittsburgh. But anyway, I remember I was so excited to interview for it. I really, really wanted it. I was in my hotel and I saw a piece that they were doing for this organization. And it wasn't very flattering. It wasn't very good. And long story short, I said to myself, I don't think I want this job. I said, but hell, I got to interview for it tomorrow and I have to interview. You know, I can't just leave, but I didn't want the job. You know what? I That was the best interview I ever gave. And when, <laughs> I, when I left, I said, I'm, I think I'm going to get this job, you know, and, and I could I can't Uh-oh. turn it down. But now th- I didn't get it. They hired somebody else who had major league baseball playing experience. He wasn't as good of a coach as I was, but that's another story. But I, I was relieved that he got it. But nonetheless, I really gave the best interview I ever gave. And I was, cause I wasn't stressed. I didn't want it. Is, is that kind of like, like, how do you approach that? Like, what do you tell somebody if you want to give a little bit of the, uh, some, some secrets from the book? Like, how do you approach somebody who is going after something? I mean, me, it was like, I don't want it. I felt much more relaxed. I don't know if that's really the way you want to go about it, but. <laughs> well, I think it's uh, a couple of things we I do in the book are breathing and meditation techniques, as well as changing your thoughts around that you have to, to, to be equal to the situation and do your best. Like I would tell somebody who's really nervous before an interview or before a game, or if they're acting in a production to, uh, you know, take some deep breaths, and there's certain patterns that work the best, which I get into in the book, as well as uh, notice what you're telling yourself, what thoughts are in your head, your head. For instance, if you're thinking, if I don't get this, it'll ruin my career, or I'll never have another opportunity like this, or, or imagining scenarios where you foul it up, you know, that's change those thoughts to, okay, this is one day in my life. I can just give it my best and, uh, you know, sort of uh, to to get the importance of it in in a proper perspective, not like do or die, just, okay, this is one thing and I can do my best. So combine the breath with with getting your thoughts in the right way. And maybe instead of thinking, what if I screw up or foul up? I'm sorry. You know, it's uh, okay. You know, maybe just think, well, okay, how can I do my best? Uh, how, and maybe st- instead of thinking about how you'll do, start thinking about Im- imagine specific scenes or plays or questions, depending on what it is. And uh, 
and how you'll field them. And, you know, so it's a combination because like the first, the book's actually broken into three sections. Uh, Section one is basic stress management. It's into things like journaling, breathing techniques, changing your thoughts and meditations. Also exercise, moving your body. And section B is about goal planning, five ways to give yourself a kickstart. And uh, weed the garden of your beliefs, change your beliefs, change your success level, plan your success. Now you're on a roll and take the first step and the journey begins. And then the third section is combining them. You know, like it it gets into things like I was just talking about. Take deep breaths first before you do your thing and uh, give how to what a whole chapter on how to give yourself an effective pep talk. And chapter 12 is really important, I think, for when people make a mistake. It's called Mistakes Belong in the Classroom, Not the Courtroom. Mm. So the connotation is when you make a mistake, you can make it into you can take it as a learning experience, not an indictment that says you're no good or just give up. So there's, so there's a lot of, uh, you know, combination of a lot of things. And, uh, and there's a chapter on what, what if you're kind of down or tired and just don't feel motivated, how to beat that and how to beat that beat doubts, you know? So there's, so it's a whole gambit of both relaxation and motivational techniques. Okay, Frank, a friend of mine that I played baseball with, when he would strike out, he would very calmly put his hat on his helmet. I'm sorry, his helmet on his bat and walk over to the fence and put it down. B, everybody would look out because they didn't know if I was going to throw something or not. I, I was like very intense. I was too wound up. Would this book be good for both of our personalities? Yes, I think it would be good for both. Probably your, you know, for you, I think it's obvious that uh, learning how to calm yourself and, (laughs) you know, for him, I think he already has a good technique because a lot of times physical rituals can put you in certain states of mind. So that putting his helmet on the bat and going hanging it on the rack was probably a ritual to help him stay calm that he'd practiced and now has the association hooked up in his head. But anybody can learn new techniques from this book because it's, it's chock full of specific techniques you can learn to de-stress yourself. And as you said at the beginning of the show, to be intense, but not tense. Right. Now, um, not just with physical activity, but even in interview, this book can help, correct? Oh, yes, it can help you if you uh, start feeling uh, anxious about about an interview. Instead, do the breathing exercise and redirect your thoughts to how can I answer the questions? What might they ask? And uh, rather than because you might be playing some scenarios in your head like, uh, oh, what if I foul this up? What if I don't know how to answer a question? So for those people, it's like, if you're feeling that way and thinking that way, take a breath, change your thoughts to like, how can I answer a question and how can I stay calm if I don't know something? So it can apply to interviews. It can apply to stage performance. It could 
apply to when you have to give an oral presentation, really anything. Do you have anything in the book or any chapters that would relate to this? Fran Targenton, the Hall of Fame quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, used to actually sit in his room before a game in the dark by himself, and he would go over pretty much every possible scenario of the game. Uh, So much so like even third and six on the right hash mark, fourth and two on the left hash mark. This way, when it happened, he had already been there before, and he could react appropriately appropriately to it. Is there anything in that in your book that kind of relates to that? Well, there's a. I think if you expand on the changing your beliefs and also planning your success, those visualizations are a good idea because if you anticipate what can happen. Uh, and I would imagine Fran Tarkenton also imagine Mean Joe Green coming at him along yes, with those yes. plays. That's right. That's right. So it's like, uh, you know, planning your success. You can think of different scenarios. Uh, so I think planning your success as well as changing your beliefs. There's a, a little bit in the book about visualization, and which has become very popular in recent years with law of attraction popularity. But I think it's it's good to do it in a sensible way, like anticipate how you'll, you know, how how you'll handle things, but always imagine yourself even in a tough adversarial situation, visualize yourself handling it. You know, don't, don't, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You go ahead. You go ahead. You know, don't, don't visualize, uh, you know, what if this goes wrong? What if they laugh at me? What if I get tackled for a loss? You know, it's, uh, it's better to visualize handling it. Okay. Now, two boxers, two Hall of Fame boxers, one of them, a very dear friend of mine who's been on our show, Vinny Paz, was he was a super middleweight, about 5'7", as he put it, 5'8", on a good hair day. He was very, very intense in the ring. He so intense, Frank, that there would be times during the fight where he would actually hit himself. And I used to hate it. And as at some fights, you can hear me in the background screaming at him when I used to go to his fights, don't do that. Don't hit yourself. I mean, he would really literally hit himself and give himself some pretty good shots. Or he would let the opponent give him a good shot in the head. And Vinny would then hit himself again in the chin and tell the guy, that didn't hurt. Okay. Then... Well, let's start with him. What would you tell him? Because he, again, intense and all, you know, he was all wound up. But I asked him one time, I said, Vinny, why do you do that? And he said, in a calm way, he said, if I, if I don't, then I'm just an average five foot seven fighter. Your thoughts on that? Well, I think that was part of, uh, I talked a little bit ago about rituals you know, that the people do to keep them focused and keep them going, your, your friend with the uh, bat and helmet. But I think I think for him it was uh, those rituals reminded him, probably rem- of hitting himself, probably reminded him of how tough he can be and how he can take it. Okay. And if he would say that to his opponent, it was probably a, a tactic to throw the guy off kilter a little bit, throw his opponent off like, uh, Muhammad Ali used to have phrases where he teased his opponents in the rank. Sure. So, uh, 
Yeah, so I think, like, what's my name? Or uh, I'm God, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like, sounds like your friend has his own rituals to keep himself focused and to remind himself, hey, I can take a hit and I can hit back. So, so I think that, I mean, it looked really bad. And uh, if I had a client in my office uh, who was hitting themselves, I'd start a behavior mod program to stop it. But I think your friend <laughs> in the ring, that, <laughs> I think that was actually useful. To, yeah. Um, so, so my point with him, what, how could your book help him? Somebody like him. Well, I think it's, uh, you know, as I said, it's like there's there's a whole lot of techniques here. And he might, uh, you know, he would probably sample other techniques. I don't know if he did any deep breathing or uh, what his his thoughts were and, ever, and his beliefs. But uh, there's all stuff about all those things. So it's kind of like uh, I look at the book as kind of an overall handbook for uh, the the once you've read it and learned the techniques, it'd be a great reference to check back on. Like maybe you're doing one breathing technique, but then you will think, uh, all right, let me try another or one planning technique. Uh, okay. Well, let's see what else we have. I can vary it up. So it's something that people could order, read, and then have for lifetime as a reference. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking as you were describing the book. It would be a great handbook, something that you can always look back to. It's not going to uh, if you read it 10 years from now, it's still going to be effective. Um, yeah. So that's exactly the, the path I was thinking. The other boxer is uh, the legendary George Foreman. Now, his oh, first yeah. his first run as a champion, he was just. He would stare everybody down. He would scare people to death. He was, he was, I don't want to say he was mean, but he was kind of mean. He just wanted to go in there and blast you out of the ring as soon as possible. But the thing about the older or the younger George Foreman was he would kind of tire a little bit. The old George Foreman, the, the second, the second George Foreman, when he was in his mid-40s, late 40s, and he won the championship again, he was heavier. He wasn't built as nice. He looked different. But in between rounds, he would stand, never sit. And he was, again, he was older, but yet he was more flexible. He was more, he had, he was in better shape, even though he was heavier. But he, I think one of the things he said that he was, it even seemed calmer. So your approach uh, with, with stress-free success, will it help with your stamina? Because when you are stressed, when you are wound up, that does drain you, does it not? Well, yes. So, yes, it, it can drain you. So sometimes uh, I encourage the readers to be creative with some of the stuff. Like if you're feel like you're you're starting to fade there's an actually an energy breathing technique uh in in the first round in the uh the second chapter which is great for energy it's a for getting your energy right back up and i give credit to uh tony robbins and uh pam grout the two authors who feature that in their books and uh 
So it can get your energy back up. And it's also a good one to do right after a meal. It'll get your digestion going much quicker. And I started using it three years ago and without changing anything else I do, getting the Fitbit steps and occasionally swimming. And I lost 30 pounds. Oh, wow. So, so again, you, you again, to uh, repeat or to quote Fran Targeton, he said, you know, you have to have your hands in the soil. You actually you just didn't write this. You pretty much lived it. And you're you're proof of this. Correct. That's right. And, and yeah, these I'm, are things. Yeah, that, this, this, these are things that I do to relax and to motivate myself to keep that balance going all day. And as you're going through a day. Sometimes you'll, you know, your nerves and your body are always sending you messages and it's important to be attuned to them. Like if you're starting to feel a little tired, maybe either need to rest for a little while or need to take some deep breaths. Or if you're feeling discouraged, you need to stop and change your thoughts, change your look at the way you look at something. So it's important for us to be attuned to our bodies and minds all day. And uh, this book can help you with that a lot. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, now, real quick, how many pages is the book? It's about 280, so it's a good, it's good. a long book. Yeah. No, I was glad you said that. I was hoping it was a long book. That's great. That's great. And for um, our Eric Jackson Lurie final word, criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson Lurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel, call Eric at 412-963-9308. Where can people get all of your books? Well, there's, you know, you can get the, the best way right now is uh, go on my Amazon page. Uh, you can get all of my books there, including uh, like my stress-free success book that we were just talking about uh, is on pre-order now. It'll be released on Tuesday, August 29th. And so you can pre-order it and then it'll just be downloaded onto your Kindles. Uh, but I'm also planning a paperback version of it. So, which will be released on the same day. So right now, if you want the Kindle version, you can pre-order it. If you, if you go to my Amazon page and you can go to my website, phenomenalmemory.com and get the other books. I still have to post uh, stress-free success on my web on there. But uh, so those are the best places you can go. Okay. Now, one more thing. So that's not the final word. One more thing. What are, Do you have another book in mind that you're, thinking of doing well i'm thinking that after this maybe a few months from now uh, a workbook for stress-free success so that people can uh, keep their own kind of like a journal specifically for, for 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 the book which by the way advocates journaling and uh and i'll probably develop a class for an online class for it too good so so those are my plans for future writing. All right. Well, Frank, as always, I wish you the best. You're helping a lot of people and people should definitely get this book because everybody, you know, whether it's a, a physical activity or a job interview or doing your job, 
uh, a physical job or a mental job or hosting a show or producing a show, whatever it is, you know, there's stress involved, but this book will help you get better with those jobs, with those interviews, uh, by, by minimizing the stress, of course, as you said in your, uh, tag along the book. So, uh, we wish you success. I appreciate you being on the show again. Let's not wait uh, so long to get you back on. Yeah, it was, again, it was a pleasure and I look forward to being back on. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, like I said, fans, uh, definitely uh, check these books out. Frank, you're the best. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay, everyone, we hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Uh, Definitely very, very interesting and a book that you should get because one thing that we all have in common, as I said, no matter what field you're in, no matter what you're trying to do, there's stress involved. You know, when there's jobs on the line and performance uh, on the line and, and you get graded and uh, and there's money on the line, there, there's stress. But this book will definitely uh, help you uh, relieve that stress, but still succeed. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, as always, want to thank our great sponsors, Roscoe Hearing Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Laurie. Thank you, Rick Mitchell, for the intros and outros. Adam Zalouf is the best. Uh, could not do the show without Adam Uh, Don't forget about my book, the boxing show, the podcasts, the radio shows. Again, you can check out uh, a lot of that stuff on my website at ClaudioRelsano.com, ItalianImpactWeekly.com, CRSMMedia.com. And uh, again, if you want to host your own podcast, uh, send us a note at uh, CR – no, at – yeah, you can send it to me on my website or go to um, crsmmedia.com. As always, thank you to the listeners, and thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on claudiorosano.com. to my mom she can't understand me she gets so cranky and irritable well your mother's ears cannot understand speech sounds and that leaves her trying to guess what you said this makes conversation exhausting for her can we help her Yes, Julie. Once we improve her hearing, she'll be less frustrated and be able to enjoy talking with you again. If your loved one needs help hearing and understanding, call the Roscoe Hearing Center at 814-375-0455. Hearing solutions with the care you've been looking for. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-9308.
1-800-273-6667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Are you tired of paying too much for health insurance? With those enormous premiums, you lose yardage, then get sacked with all the upfront costs. What are you paying for? Lou and his team at My Policy Quote are your number one draft pick. They have access to all the top carriers, and as a brokerage, they have full market visibility with the tools and experience. Let Lou help you and your family find truly affordable quality insurance and quarterback your power play to get you out of the penalty box. Call Lou and his team at 412-609-9963. 